What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 120 of the Workprints Games Cast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-hosts, Kevin and Bilal. What's up, guys? I'm, Not much. I'm, I'm just happy to be in the presence of a top 32 finisher. Hey, you know what's funny? I, if you notice, I stuttered a little bit on my intro. It's because I was going to say top 25 uh but i couldn't figure out how to naturally woke suck it, in, it chris smith it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was what he was 26 right he's 26 i don't know yeah. who he is but he's a big deal so suck it chris smith he could be a lovely man for all i know yeah so all right let's 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 start off with that right uh kevin and i participated so friendly so friendly. <laughs> kevin and i participated in the uh oceana Rep webcam regionals for my hero academia it's region locked for nationals invites, but they opened it up to everybody. Because I think last year during the webcam, the Oceana Nationals, they got what, like 36 players, 38 players, something like that. Yeah. And so, really yeah. And so this time they were like, okay, well, we'll open it up to everybody. And then, uh, but invites to nationals can only go to the top 16 Oceana players. So they would just get passed down until they had 16. I know that. There was, and we might have talked about this either on a pre-show or podcast before, but there were some players from Oceana that didn't register quick enough, and so it filled up, and they ended up on a wait list. My understanding is so many people dropped last minute that everybody from Oceana who wanted to play got to play. Um, so everybody on that wait list was able to get in. Yeah, uh, I think the, the cap was 128. I think we actually ended up playing with 125. So Yeah, yep. And okay. so uh, Kevin had a brutal first round loss where he got absolutely <laughs> destroyed by his pillow. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the pillow, was, the pillow was playing what, uh, sleep, a sleep type? It was so good. It was yeah. Jigglypuff and everything, bro. <laughs> it just like, yeah, you want to wake up one time? No, you're not even going to hear your alarm. You're just going to sleep right through. I tried to send you messages and stuff because I needed you to help me with my setup beforehand. And mm. I was like, oh, I guess he's just like focused. I guess he's just ready to go. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what happened to those messages. I didn't hear anything. It was wild. Uh, at least they let you get back in, though, right? Because you told me they had actually dropped you from the event after yeah. they reported the first round loss. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to the... Uh, I look at the time first because, you know, I shake myself awake. I'm like, oh, my God, what time is it? It's probably like 9 o'clock. Uh, mm -hmm. The first round started at 7. Uh, it was 7.30, thank God. Uh, mm -hmm. So I go... Immediately go to the, the pairings and I see... You know, I got the loss. So I'm like, okay, fine. Then I go to the list of players, and I'm like, oh, it says I'm dropped. So I messaged the judge, and he was like, um, why weren't you there? And I was like, sleep. And he was like, okay, we put you back in. Just, you know, don't do it again. I'm like, yeah, thanks for telling me. Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, got back in. I did my thing a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, considering that, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you took a first round loss. I took a first round loss, right? Like we had, we ended up having the the same start. I man, that that event was tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it was O two, and uh, I played like Ojiro or Midnight or something, like mm -hmm. one of the top decks. And uh, it was I was lucky enough that that started my three game win streak. But still, like there were there were murderers row like all over all over the board. It was crazy. Yeah, so my very first matchup was against uh, Andrew Porat, who ended up placing like top eight, right? 
and he was playing yeah yeah yeah. he's yeah uh i know he was like number three or four after swiss but Mm. uh yeah he came in with a toga deck and uh absolutely destroyed me uh i think the stream broke no yeah i'm trying to fix something go okay just keep going Uh anyway uh, so yeah, it so got off to kind of a rough start. I mean, honestly, it was a mix of like, I just had terrible, terrible luck. Then a draw, checked poorly on everything, and he was playing a seven-hander, and he just held all the block zones, right? And so uh, that was kind of rough. But then from then on, honestly, it was fairly smooth sailing. I did pick up one more loss uh, against a Shiggy one. He, Shiggy one's the one that burns you, right? After he deals damage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Against a Shiggy one where I dominated the first round. Uh, didn't draw into anything second round. Um, and he drew everything. He needed all the heat. And then the third round, I, I, you know, and it's 100% my fault, but he plays uh, League of, he plays League of Villains, right? And it's a card that while I, I own it, I haven't played with it yet. So I'm not like 100%. I don't have the card memorized, stuff like that. And he warns me. He goes, hey, before you play, like, do any enhances and stuff like that, give me a second because I might have a response. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And so, like, I play my first card. He doesn't, you know, do anything on that. I even pull it up on UVS and I read what it does. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just got to, when I play something on one of my foundations, like, just make sure that he, you know, uh, gets a chance to respond. I play Valiant Assault. I go to draw my two cards. I start to pull the cards to me and then he's like he's like no that's what uh, that's what i'm talking about and then i look and i realize i just skipped over where it says also attacks right and so i was like oh sorry i was like look i didn't look at it but like uh and then the moment i said like i didn't look at it he got like super defensive um it was one of those things where also i mean i don't i don't i don't know the guy it was also it's late stuff like that but like i don't know the vibe was one of those things like the vibes were off from the beginning right yeah and so I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, sorry. Like, and he's just like, he's just pressing it, pressing it, pressing it. I was like, hey, like, let's just, let's just get a judge in here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he calls the judge in. He tells the judge what happened and he's, he's retelling it. Uh, Which he's completely entitled to do. You know, no right, hate on, right, no hate right, on a man right, for it. A hundred percent. And, and, he you're, is, and you're there like, I got a live stream going. So if you want footage. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm just letting him talk. And he's, he's. He's getting more uh, excited as he tells the story, we'll say, right? And, and as soon as he's done, I was like, uh, he's, the judge is like, where are the cards now? And I was like, judge, they're on top of the deck. I was like, judge, he did warn me. I misunderstood, thought it was foundations only, but he warned me. So like, whatever you guys decide, I'm cool with. I'm not going to fight, you know? And so after that, the mood changed a little bit. And I think, I think he realized that like, I wasn't trying to get over, you know? yeah um that being said after shuffling the deck i just i for two straight turns i drew no attacks <laughs> and uh-huh. so so uh you know at the end of the day who knows but part of me thinks that like if i hadn't made that silly mistake uh, i would have pulled it out another win i'm mostly happy that i won my ojiro uh mirror match against somebody playing on earth which i think is the best symbol for him and then i finally won an eraser head matchup and so uh I felt I felt pretty good, and yeah, and the twenty fifth got top thirty two, which I was just hoping for top sixty four, so I could get most of the promos. But being able to skewer 
secure all of the uh, alternate art promos for the event is, is nice. And so I'm yeah. I'm super happy about it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was fun. Even like some of the folks you were talking to, like after you guys or, or even as you were playing, uh, was just like fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I jumped into the One Piece Discord and I was just playing some games. It just happened to be because it was the middle of the night. Someone yeah. from Australia as well, <laughs> and, and so um, yeah, Australians very nice people. No, and that's the other thing I've said this before, yeah. but like every time I've played in one of these events, everybody has been well for the most part. Everybody has been like super super friendly, super super nice, and they haven't been like um, like sweaty. sweaty. Right. I mean, they're playing their hardest and they're they're playing strong decks, but they're not being like aggressive about it, you know, for the most part. And so it's been a, a pleasant experience, like win or lose. Uh, it's been a, a pleasant experience. Nobody has been like, well, except for one person, nobody has been like, uh, you know, as I'm drawing, like, I hope you draw all grays or anything like that. Like even <laughs> stuff like that, you know, everybody has been has been pretty cool about and has any time and you know, I, I'm the same way. Anytime I saw somebody and they had a turn where they just built out, meaning that they just didn't draw any heat or, an, or a turn where they just kept checking attacks over and over again. I, I was just one of those things where they're just like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like that, that's awful. Uh, I'm so sorry. Look at all these promos I'm about yeah. to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, because part yeah. I'm about to scrape you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no it was it was good and luckily me uh kevin and tj never never faced each other because that's the one thing i really didn't want to happen is to have to face one of these guys uh, yeah because we had the same record for like two or three mm -hmm. rounds in a row mm -hmm. i think we tied the same round did you tie round the second to six? last round yeah yes yep yeah we had the oh. same round for like four rounds in a row it's kind of five yeah. rounds in a row it's kind of wild yeah. um yeah but my mine was a little different uh so i take the round the round one loss right come back round two play actually hold up i wrote it down i think i played ojiro uh i believe that was my yep round two oh no no, no. i lost to toga two that was my loss oh interesting it's so funny because you had said recently asking if anybody had a toga two deck because you had it play test against it yet right yeah and um we played it. I played it against some people in the store, but it wasn't. It didn't output the damage that this guy output. And you know, honestly, though, I should have won. Mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't even have been a thing. But for some reason, I put him down to like four life or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's gonna deal twenty eight, I believe, in one turn. He's dead next turn, no matter what. And for some reason, he drew six attacks and he just played them all and it was over. And I was like, OK, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, um, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. So that gave me the L there. But then the comeback trail began. Beat the Odro to Odro to beat Midnight. Um, that was the guy who was playing amazingly slow. Like, oh, mm. my God. I one turn in after he took his first turn where he built out, I was like, okay, I have to win, win game one. If I lose game one, I have lost the round, like straight up. So yeah. I just started taking like care, not like time, but like I started taking care in every single thing I did. Um, was able to secure that round. And then like, yeah, game two went to time. 
and it was ridiculous. And I almost killed him, but I still didn't. Uh, so thank God I won game one. So uh, if, if it goes to time, how how does it play out then? Is it just like a tie? It's just a tie. Until, right now we go until the second player, whoever yeah, went second, yeah. they end their turn. If they end their turn, then that game is a draw. Yep. And then uh, whoever has more game wins, win. There yeah. Are, yeah, that's part of the reason that I won that Eraserhead matchup is because I won the the first one, you know, and the first one lasted 40 plus minutes because I'm just waiting for my opportunity. I'm basically telling them like, I mean, and my deck has, is built around, I think, more defense than, than most Ojiro 2 decks are, especially mine is mostly based around speed hate. And that's what Eraserhead is doing on every attack, right? It's given speed. And so I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting and then finally when they overcommitted a little bit i was able to go in and swing and, and one turn kill them um mm. and then game two it was a situation where like yeah where they're they're swinging and they're swinging and i'm looking at the time and i'm just like they're not gonna kill me here and then even if i play out my hand as fast as i could like they're just not gonna have another opportunity and uh and so i ended up picking up the win there uh, which is kind of, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I'm glad I won. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I'm glad I won. But also, it is kind of, like, just not super satisfying when it when it comes to time like that. And the rules being the way they are now. Which I think is why they're testing overtime rule oh, yeah, changes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, nobody likes ties in any yep. game. Especially yep. Dragon Ball Super. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. So, then, yeah, I go to round five. Beat Shigaraki. Not much... Not much uh, resistance there. Get to three and two. I'm like, okay, if I just win one more round, I'm good. Play Ojiro two, round six. We go one, one, game one, game two. He, I blow him off the board. He blows me off the board. We go to game three. Comes down to uh, the last last turn. We go to time. It basically, we've been like monitoring the clock like it's a card on the board. Like we've been trying to make sure that like that it plays to our advantage basically. Mm-hmm. So I go last and I need uh I map it all out. If I check a five on my last attack, I win. If I check a three, I lose. He has nothing left to block with. I check the three, we tie. So I get the tie round six. I'm three, two, and one. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. if I win round seven, I'm good. Paired up against Christopher Smith playing midnight provisional champion okay what's what's the, what's the deal with this chris smith guy I like it's just everyone... a name it's not it's like he's kevin broberg or anything like that <laughs> tamron right well but right he's a name he's good he won a provisional all the way first place you know so guy's good and uh i was on tilt just reading the name so i played well game one but you know just didn't draw the gas and yeah. game two i'm just like all right, screw it i don't care i sided into a racer head for no reason at all <laughs> and just to play Eraserhead, uh, which I shouldn't like do if I'm playing well. Right. Uh, so I took the L into 2-0 there and just, you know, was happy to turn the webcam off, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say that that Ojiro that you played in round six, I ended up playing in round seven. So I did avenge you. He was not happy about the outcome of round six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted he when he was telling me the story. Uh, I wanted so badly to be like, uh, yeah, that's my that's my that's my friend. He's a local. But I was just like, you know what? Let me just let him vent. 
You should have been and, like, oh, yeah, you, you play that guy who, uh, he's on uh, Channel Fireball. You, you, oh, you yeah, yeah. his articles right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He's, he just, he's just like, he's just like, that guy took so long taking his turns. <laughs> he just uh, he goes and leaves the people. I sided in the eraser head, right? Uh, that was part of it, yeah. Right. But I think he was really mad because he just didn't understand what the overtime rules were. Oh, and yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he thought you didn't give him an opportunity. And, and I told him, I was like, no, that's what the rules are. No, I, like, here's the thing. If you're going to be playing in these online regionals, you need to understand what those rules are. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because there was, I, I think in the one piece for mine, like if you have one life, one life left and someone has, a, someone has a character or leader that can do double attack, you don't you don't lose the game off that like you don't take the one card and then the life you just take the one card because in order to lose you need to be you have to have like no life and then then take a hit and so yeah. a lot of people don't know that rule for whatever reason and so it's always like someone's like swinging for game and like no you, you just you just really messed up <laughs> you're right don't tell them until they until they shuffle yeah. the cards a judge <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's the other thing though is that judges come into the room when time is called so don't be afraid to ask the judge like hey yeah. what are the procedures oh yeah now? right uh yeah no i had a judge come in and he was in our room and then uh it was my it was my round six the round where i drew and so i went second because i won first one uh or no he won first one i won second and so i i'm going second right and i i am drawing and i'm like all right let me just see if i draw enough to to actually do something and the judge was like who went who went second and i was like i did and he was like oh, okay you know and so yeah they're in there you, you can ask them of course i didn't draw the, the heat i think i drew one attack and so i was like uh all right i'll play this it can't be fixed and then that's game we draw um i mean that's what they're there for you know right right yeah and they're, they're usually pretty good man and like super reasonable and so um no, all, overall, good time. Nine and a half hours is a, a long time to be playing. Um, I'm super interested to see how I would fare like live in person. Because part of me thinks that I play better in person than I do over webcam. Yeah, and don't so... go to Kansas City. Okay. I hear the hotel is disgusting. Okay. I've oh, yeah. seen reviews. I've seen videos. It's, I have to, I'm staying at the Econo Lodge down the street. Yeah. It's not. It's unacceptable. I'm just gonna say that. I uh no. I think like I said. I think my first one will just end up being Gen Con. Uh, yeah. Especially yeah, you're with, talking like, to somebody that played at Gen Con. I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they said it was awesome, and they were you know and were saying how like everybody's so nice and stuff like that in person. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get in in like crazy shape for for Gen Con. <laughs> Uh, for, just, for what reason? Just try to be ripped up, and every once in a while, just like give a little flex as I'm as I'm like holding my cards and stuff. You know the mind games; they extend. Uh, I just feel like, who's this pretty boy playing this card? Game? Exactly, exactly. They get in their head and they go, "He doesn't have a card gamer's body. He can't be good." <laughs> um, no, no, no. Let me stop being toxic. All right, let's move into what this show is actually about. Uh, TV show. TV. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome uh, no. to the GameCast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been a light week as far as gaming and stuff is concerned. So this should be a quick podcast. But let's talk about what we've been getting into. Uh, Kevin, why don't you kick us off? Because I do see that you have some non-gaming stuff on here. Yeah, uh, there's a game in here that is killing it right now. But 
I have been watching The Bear. It is on Hulu. It is incredible. It's a Chicago show about a guy who takes over his uh, dead brother's uh, restaurant. He's like basically Gordon Ramsay at 28, but his brother committed suicide. And now he's gone from like these amazing French cuisine restaurants to this down home Chicago sandwich style like restaurant. He's trying to fix it. There's so much drama. There's so much back and forth and the show moves so quickly. It is absolutely amazing. This I is think, uh, an yeah. FX show, right? Yes. I think it's FX. Yeah, it's FX. Uh, yeah, yeah, FX. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But FX. Is, I watched it on yeah. Hulu, but yeah. 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 No, no. But FX is on Hulu. Yeah. It's back in June. Oh, I'm, that's good to know. Duh. Oh, and uh, Malika and I sat down to watch it. I think we watched like seven episodes in one sitting. We were just like, it's like, and you're like, oh, like, like I, I know you said it like in passing and not to like denigrate like the type of restaurant he picks up. But you're like, oh, like he's making sandwiches now. But that sandwich looks so freaking good. Like, <laughs> like they do like, is so amazing. You, you could smell and taste it off the screen. <laughs> yeah. Now, of all the things in the show, I do want to taste that ecto cooler that they accidentally spilled the Vicodin in. That seems dumb. <laughs> seems like a good time. Especially at a child's birthday party. <laughs> it's a child's birthday. Seems like a good time. I actually just want to get an ecto cooler in general those yeah i need that back in my life um yeah rob also, I, I highly recommend it for you and monica if you guys need a, a show to watch <laughs> we, we we already are trying to catch up on so many shows i just had another one it's fine yeah yeah oh yeah just put it on the end of the list i have <laughs> yeah. a list um then i just reached or i'm about to reach tomorrow the end of the dubs of one piece where's so, that um around 9 14 hall cake or is it wano no after uh, wano Okay. So it's kind of sad because I'm so attached to the voice actors, you know. It's, it's I get I get it. As they are. And now it's like, oh, man, do I even continue? Not continue, but do I even, like, go to the subs? I kind of want to stop here. Um, same reason. I haven't watched the Attack on Titan finale because I don't want to watch the subs. I want the dubs. Uh, I, but, yeah. I, then, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. noted dub lover here on this on this podcast listen so. i i i accept <laughs> you guys for who you are and if you want to watch it with dubs watch it with dubs i know in the past i have criticized but i've i've grown as a person and uh i accept and love you guys just the same yeah appreciate that, it that my hero episode the third to last one deku versus class 1a gotta mm -hmm. be dubbed gotta be dubbed i i uh, think i might go back and watch this season dubbed since i switched over to the sub for the season Oh, you oh did. just watch just, just yeah, yeah. watch Deku versus Class One A dub. Okay. I, I have yet to watch it and not cry. Yeah. I mean and I watched I, it. I watched, watched it. Like I watched it on, and cried during the, the sub. So like nah, nah, you're gonna cry more. Alright. I I remember <laughs> I've watched it like twelve times. I remember I was on a train in Japan when uh it was like Deku versus uh what was it Muscle Man? Uh I forget Muscular, what his name is. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Um and just like that scene of like where he gets like pounded into the ground and he just like he comes out of it and you're I just remember being on a train in Japan, and I was like, I was like, I love this country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I watched that like as it came out that morning, back when those dubs still came out at five a.m. Mm -hmm. I was not ready for that moment. Oh my goodness! When he stood up, whew. 
That show, uh, that show is so, that show, so good. Yeah, that show is so good. Oh, I so, need to I need to just ditch Malia and just like secretly watch on my own. You should, you should. I, so I, you I, can I talk think, about. I think I, I think I just will. because um, yeah. she'll never be like, let's watch my hero. Yeah, I. So I started picking back up and watching One Piece. I think when we talked last time, I said I had stopped more or less right before. Uh, yeah. Tony to- Tony Tony Chopper showed up because I could see his picture in one of the previews. Um, oh. I I have watched through that uh, story beat, and they Two. are now um, they are now they in the, the desert. Island. Yes, oh, they are okay. now in the wow. desert. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, yeah. So and you've been making headway. Uh. Yeah. Nah, How did you feel about the the send off, the ending, the uh, the pink clouds and everything? Oh, it was beautiful. This show's good. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I really like Tony Tony Chopper. It turns out, uh, I still think that One Piece uh, CCG red players are degenerates. But I, uh, hey, uh, I, I'm playing purple. Now. All right, I, I respect purple players. Um, and so, but yeah, no, Tony Tony Chopper is is the man. I love Tony Tony yeah. Chopper. That cast is is so. So good. Like the characters are every single one of them is so good. I think I think my favorite is like what when you pair uh, Chopper with Usopp and just like (laughs) how silly those two can get (laughs) playing off of each other. It's just so good. Well, it's funny, right? Because it it, they've they've been doing that already with like Luffy and Sanji, right? Being like the two idiots of the crew. Yeah. And now you've got and, and, and they're very similar in many ways. And now you've got uh Tony Tony Chopper and Usopp. Uh, no, it's it's been awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think yeah. I'm probably going to continue watching it kind of like this in like, all right, I sit down and one day I've, I'm doing chores, folding laundry. That's mostly how I watch it. I was like folding laundry. And I'm just watching episode, episode after episode. So just watching them in like bunches and stuff like that um, has worked out for me so far. But and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're not at a big bed, then yeah, it's a lot easier to watch that way. Yeah. But yeah. That thing takes over your life when you get to a big bad hole. Holy, uh, um, I, I cannot wait till till you get to any lobby, just like that. The entire like CP nine episodes of, away. Chill. I I, I, Chill. I know, but but like Let's but like talk about what we got in front of us. I know, but like what you got in front of you is like good. It's great, but when you get there, you're just like this show can't get any better, and it just it, it's just beautiful. <laughs> it just and, right, it shoots and off and to the all, moon. They all told me to skip the first five hundred episodes. I don't, I don't know, know who told you that. that. That crazy people. That's, Cra- that's who. Crazy people. <laughs> All right. So what about um, the game you've been playing, Kevin? Yes. Lastly, I just booted back up Temtem, and I realized I, I, I need this in my life. Um, <laughs> Tim's great. Like, I booted back up, and I realized that. Uh, so I'm going to talk in Pokemon terms. Uh, I beat the story. I beat Team Rocket and the head of Team Rocket. Uh, I did not beat the Elite Four, but I kind of am the Pokemon champion in a way. So now I'm like, okay, I got to go fight the Elite Four, which is kind of scary because the head of Team Rocket had like level 95 and level 100 Thames. So I don't know what the Arch Tamers, which is the Pokemon League, I don't know what they're going to have, but I am going to get absolutely wrecked. I'm down for it, though. Um, So now I have to go all around... The, uh, the archipelago and find them get them to the to the uh the last island and then fight them so i 
getting back into the typing and how the battles go, I just realized like, oh my gosh, like after I've just played uh, the last Pokemon, I forgot the name of it, honestly. Scarlet and Violet? Um, yeah, after I played Scarlet, like coming back to Tim, I just, it's so nice to have like unrelenting difficulty in how you, and how you play and how you win. Like fighting some grunts is not like easy. I can't just walk over them. It's super nice. But yeah. I, I, I this game, yeah, I'm going to have to pick it up at some point. I, I uh, yeah, I remember after that show I did uh, last week, uh, Kevin and I were talking. He was like, yeah, I'm going to download Temtem. <laughs> and, I, and you seem to almost like regret it as you were saying it to some degree. You're just like, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, it's a commitment. It's a yeah. commitment. And I have so many commitments already. You know, we're going, going to Orlando next week. But yep. uh, it's so good. It's so good. How's uh, the competitive uh scene for it so uh regionals are starting uh the first one is next friday uh and then two weeks later they have a regional every week for like a month so i haven't really like stepped onto the scene um i'm gonna miss the first one but i hope to compete in the ones after that if i can get like a realistic team right now i just have kind of the story roster Mm -hmm. um but it seems like you know they they have good prizes they have good uh how do i say they have a good meta like there's a there's a lot of interaction between Thames. there's a lot of things you can do a lot more than pokemon you know as far as like burning and trapping and you know cold and turning a tim cold and then turning them to freeze and how how all the turn markers work it's really cool so i'm excited to see if I'm playing against a human who's actually thinking about all these things, it it seems like the sky's the limit for like the skill gap. So really interested to see how that goes. Damn, I didn't realize this game had like regionals and stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just uh I just went to it today. <laughs> Cause uh when you log in now, they'll give you the ad, like, go to the yeah. site to see, you know, when the events are, and I'm like, oh man. I, d- I hope it's streamed. I hope it's streamed because I need to watch and see how good these guys are. Because I'm over here thinking my um, my guy's good because he has uh, what's his ability? He has ability basically leftovers. Um, when he gets hit, he heals himself. But his unevolved form, he was a uh, a tortured Temtem like the Team Rocket. They put him in a cage and they were whipping him, and it was really bad. Uh, there are some adult themes in this show, by the way, and this game, by the way. And then um, you free him, and you have, and he has a, the ability is called like, oh man, it's like self torture or something. It's like when it's like a it's one of the one of the mental illnesses. I forget which one, um, but he like hurts himself like as he's playing, and when you level him up and love him enough to get him to evolve, his ability becomes self care. So he heals himself as you go on. So it's like, man, I want to play Temtem. I know. <laughs> they have a lot of like cuts like that. It's like, that's like tip of the iceberg. This game is so deep. It's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. That All right. Sweet. What about you, Bilal? What have you been playing? I see you have a super long list. On yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Marvel Snap's new season started uh, last night. Um, and I already gained, what, I'm 20 levels. It is... It is frustrating 
they dropped 30 tiers after at the beginning of every season and have to yeah. do that climb over and over again when it comes to marvel snap this new season's like animal themed so like the yeah. variant you the card you get is hit monkey and they have like a bunch of like animal marvel characters i've never heard of um but it i'm still enjoying this game it's still probably the best mobile game uh, i've ever played uh i have now deleted pokemon go off my phone uh, hey we'll, congrats yeah and we'll get into that a little bit later um but yeah, no, it's been mostly Marvel Snap. Um, I thought about buying Resident Evil 4 Remake. And then I didn't because I knew my time commitment around it. But then, And then the demo on the Steam Deck didn't run too well. But then mm -hmm. Race, Race told me, he was like, Hey, uh, they put out a patch and now it runs like really well on the Steam Deck. And I was like, I was like, shit. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm holding off just because the Resident Evil games go on sale on Steam uh, fairly fast. Uh, from what I remember, so I'd rather just get it on sale and not rush to pay a sixty seventy for it. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, sorry. You playing anything else? If not, because that's a good segue into what I've been playing. <laughs> uh, just one other thing. Uh, on Sunday, uh, some of the guys from my local shop invited me over to play One Piece at one of their houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was like, I went to my wife. I was like, our son's gonna be sleeping. Can I go? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. She's like, just be back by four. And so by the time I left, like, I literally made like seven decks. I only needed to bring one. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, excited to play because I haven't played in so long. Uh, and it was like the best two to three hours. Uh, and then like, but it went by so quick though. It was so quick. And then like, I had to leave. And then I was like looking and they're like, yeah, we're going to do like a mini, uh, mini Swiss tournament amongst ourselves and just see like how we do. Because they have a case tournament coming up on... Um, on Saturday that they're all going to, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, why is everything exciting happening when I can't play right now because Ramadan? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, they're all practicing for that. So I just made some like really random decks to help them uh, practice against like weird variants. So mm -hmm. it, it was fun. Um, but that, that's about it. All right, that's cool. Uh, so I'm gonna make mine short and sweet. I finished up Dead Space. Game is absolutely fantastic. I mean, we are. There was a point where I was just so sick of like, I was so sick of remasters and I'm still sick of remasters, but this trend towards remakes where they are like ground up remasters and added content and changing of some of the story and some of the controls and stuff like that uh, on games that were already like some of my favorite games of all time is absolutely fantastic. And all credit to Capcom with starting this trend with really the Resident Evil 2 remake. I know one remake you know did very well but two is where it really kicked off yeah and uh and i'm like, super excited for them to do this with two and 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 three like i think two is actually the best of the series it's the perfect balance between horror and action and i think that knowing what they know now and the fact that they can change some things in three i think three could actually be pretty fantastic um so i finished that up and i finished that up uh last night night before something like that do and you so, think this is something that will be in game of the year uh contention for any I mean, year it will for me i'll be arguing for it yes okay um is it is it is it like game of the year no probably not uh is it in my top 10 yeah am i gonna fight okay. for it to be in the top 10 yeah okay uh and so i went from that straight into resident evil 4 remake uh i got to play some of that today um i've been busy at, at work and and pj's on spring bake and 
driving him around like his own personal chauffeur. <laughs> and uh, I finally got to sit down and, and play for about an hour, hour and a half or something like that. Just through the first chapter of Resident Evil 4. I am already farther. I've tried to play Resident Evil 4 twice. Okay, uh, I didn't grow up with like uh, a PlayStation. And then when it came out on GameCube or whatever. It came I never, out with GameCube first. Yeah. I, well, so I didn't, get to play, I didn't play it on GameCube. Um, and then, so I had never played this. I've tried to play it twice since. I think once on when they released it on the port on like Xbox uh, One. And then I tried to play in VR on my Oculus. And I am already farther in the game than I've ever gotten in the past. Damn. This game continues the trend of Capcom knocking it out of the park with their remakes. I Already, I'm seeing some differences between this and what I have played in the past this early on. The game looks absolutely fantastic. Um, it's, it's, I heard it looks it's, wet. It's, <laughs> but, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, what, it what looks... Is this, what is this podcast right <laughs> Yeah, it looks, it looks swampy, right? Yeah. You know what it yeah. reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, you know how Resident, Resident Evil Village and even Resident Evil uh, 7, like... They these games are dirty looking games. Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three actually look fairly clean and have mm -hmm. some shine to them compared to what's going on in this. It just feels like you're in this like very swampy environment. Um, and so, does it look wet? I don't know if that's what I used to describe <laughs> it. It definitely looks done like dingy is dingy, what I'd okay. say. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it feels great to play. Yeah, it feels great to play. Yeah, intentionally. Yeah, it feels great to play. Um, the, it looks fantastic. I am already like, I'm already just in. I'm I'm in, and so I think that this will be. I I, I have no barring something happening, right? I have every intention of finishing it by next week's podcast. Um, and yeah, that's all I've been playing. That's new. Uh, still playing the same old, same old nightly torture of Smite, but uh, and some Apex here and there, but. Those, that, those two are, are what I have played that are of note. And that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, as we already mentioned beforehand, there's not a ton going on. Um, so we do have this story. E3 2023 has been canceled. There's an update. Because we talked about this last week where we basically argued about for like 25 minutes whether or not... Uh, E3 or, or just the digital press conferences were, or, or do we not actually, was it not officially canceled by then? It all these, yes, it wasn't all these companies, point. right? Last week we talked about all the companies pulling out, right? Yeah. So, Sega and uh, Sega and Tencent were the newest additions. Yes. Um, so mm. they have officially come out and said that uh, both the digital and the physical events for E3 2023 uh, are canceled. Um, I'm trying to find... They did have their own statement that they released. Uh, here we go. Uh, Reed Pops, Global VP of Gaming, released statement. This was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put towards making this event happen. But we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at E3 this summer an obstacle they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from Reed Pop's event experiences. Um, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Shots fired? What? Um, yeah, but that, I feel like 
That's Jeff what Huey's it, like laughing in the corner, like I got the demos. <laughs> yeah, but no, I but got he, the trailers. <laughs> but he, that's that's just it, right? Is that yeah. I think the problem is in the difference, the big difference between like E3 and something like the Video Game Awards or the Summer Games Fest kickoff and stuff like that is that E3 always had an opportunity for press, and then the expectation was for the public to get their hands on some of these games, right? And uh, I know that like preview cycles started at for the fall started during e3 for a lot of major websites and stuff like that and so the the idea that like these companies are just like listen it's just not worth it resource wise to make this vertical slice of this game yeah rush it out have it ready for this one event like um i i totally see and understand that from like uh, a a developer standpoint and publisher standpoint. I also think that, yeah, it's way more cost effective and it's cheaper for them if they just run their own Nintendo Direct style video that has just like, you know, in-game footage or trailers, right? Then you don't have to worry about making this vertical slice. Um, here's what I want to know. Is, is E3 ever coming back or is this just it? This is done. No, what so do you guys think? From what I've heard, um, mm -hmm. just like listening to Jeff Grubb talk about it, it seemed like that from the partners that do sign up for the show that the show was headed in the right direction. Like they, they had everything, like people are happy that it was coming back, but I think it's getting those demos together and um, just like the, like the quote says, the resource challenges of pulling it all together and making the show something substantial just wasn't possible this year. I think they'll, I think they have one more year to give this another shot. Uh, if they can't get this to stick next year, then I think it's a dead show. But yeah. it's 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 on it. It's it's Hangman, and you got like the leg left uh, mm -hmm. at this point. <laughs> I mean, like you guys know me. I'm like super bullish on the fact that like I think E3 is more powerful than other stuff. We can agree. To sure. Disagree. Yeah. sure. 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 <clears throat> like. There's two things going on here. First of all, I don't think E3 will ever be dead because it's just so synonymous with, you know, gaming. Like, one of the first things you think about when you think video games after you think about the big three is E3. Like, mm -hmm. it's just such a big name that I think they could go away for 15 years. And then if they say, hey, E3's this year, everybody would lose it. Um, but, Rob, Rob, you know if they if like next year they were like, hey, you guys want to go to E three? We would be like, hell yeah! Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I also I I think the only problem is with that idea is I think E three is a big deal for like us, a few people younger than us, and then people older than us. Like yeah. I think when you're talking like TJ's age and that demographic, like they couldn't care less. Um. They, I think that they are excited when they watch the the stuff, the video. I don't think they care as much about the name, but I think like, right. Well, when that's, they see the you know the show. Yeah, but I think I think that if you just do a like summer games fest kickoff style event that Jeff Keighley does, where he's just getting trailers and stuff like that together from different companies and stuff like that. I think that we talked about this last week, where you were talking about some of the articles that came out was like, oh, who won E three, right? Yeah. And so I think now you be, we're just going to see articles of like who won Summer Games Fest kickoff, you know? No, one, no one's even going to share that article, right? Like who won E3 is going to get I mean, a certain number of shares. Sure. 
Sure. I mean, they already they they already write those articles. Like exactly, and they don't get as much traction as you know, like you know, it's like it's like saying uh the oscars versus the golden globes like, yeah you know, but who won the I, oscar gets more traction than who won a golden globe you know yeah but i don't think hmm i don't think i don't think publishers care i think news I, outlets I video agree. game websites care i agree until yeah. the one the number one thing in gaming the rule that will always be true the executives idiots yeah that's true oh yeah, yeah no idiots yeah. they don't know what they're doing Do they're you? just like oh dude i used to work at pepsi i'll make it work so yeah like they Do are you... gonna f this up and they're gonna need they're, they're not gonna publicize this stuff right and only call of duty and like three other games can do without like any other media outlet and they can just yeah. advertise their own way like everybody else they're gonna need stuff like this are you gonna say well do you, do you oh. know how many executives like in the TV and film uh, industry are excited to get like covers or just like in a magazine? Oh, it, yeah. And it blows my mind. I was like, you have these amazing online like websites that have amazing reach to these like not even niche audiences, just like um, yeah. it's, it's so widespread. And to the targeted it, audience. Yeah, yeah, really to the targeted audience. audience as well. And it's just like, but you're excited about getting onto this magazine cover at the end of the day. Because they can put it on their wall. Yeah. And they can frame it and they can show it off to their friends, you know? Like, there, cool there's a Snapchat filter for that. <laughs> I could be on Vogue. <laughs> right. It's not just for Madonna anymore. But the other thing about this response from Kyle Marston Kish, I guess it is. Uh, this is a little bit argumentative, isn't it? Like he's taking shots at, I, at everybody I, who's not coming. I don't know if it's if if it's argumentative necessarily. It is a little bit of like passing the buck, right? Being right, like, it's not yeah, my fault. Yeah, it? right, right, right. Which there is some of there. hundred percent is some of that. You know, if if you are putting together an event, you need to make the deals with the partners that are coming on and making sure the content arrives on time. Um, at the end of the day, someone is like, I'm a project manager. It doesn't matter which partners I'm working with. I'm responsible for reporting and making sure we get enough stuff in and ready uh, or like timelines to make it work or we find find some way to make it work if things are like falling behind. In this case, it sounds like if majority of the folks can't show up with demos, you probably did not set expectations correctly. Uh, or m- made the right deals uh, early enough for all that to happen. Um, because, like, think about it. Like, when publishers and developers know that E3 is coming, like, in the past, they were ready. They had those demos ready to go or some sort of presentation. If majority of them don't have that, then so- it seems like someone dropped the ball somewhere at ReadPop and um, E3 is well, just not happening. <laughs> I'm saying he's just lying. I'm calling yeah. BS. Like, I don't think there were any, like, demos not ready. I think that a plurality of pu- publishers decided that they don't need E3 this year. Yeah. And they said, yo, go kick rocks. We're going to do our own thing. And he's sitting there like, okay, I am E3. How <laughs> do I save face? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, especially that especially more- them especially them coming in as the event organizers new and already having a reputation for running all the other events, right? But but if you also think about it, it like does Re- Repop doesn't do packs, do they? Yes. They do? Yes. Well, th- that's interesting so. then because then they should know about demos. Like it, they shouldn't have caught them off guard. And, I mean, they've done E3. Of... They, know, they know about demos. Yeah. 
if you've done uh, packs, like you should know what what to yep. expect at E3 at a bigger scale. Yeah, they, there's they no do way packs. like like Microsoft, Sony, Sega, Nintendo, like all these huge companies just didn't have enough demo. Like, you know, what do you think they've been doing all year? Like nothing. Like they've right. been working mm. on these games. Yeah. Okay. But no, okay. Chill but, but but to create but to create a demo uh, is additional work on the side. It's not. Absolutely, but they've yeah. been doing it for twenty years, uh, yeah. thirty years. You know. So. Um, my fa- my favorite my favorite has to be um, the year they showed off Breath of the Wild. They had the demo on the Wii U, and I think Kotaku might have the story of the, these hackers. Uh, attempt to steal the demo code and uh, share it. Uh, it, it. It's wild, but essentially it involved the Nintendo employees being distracted, them to be able to go to the browser on the Wii U and like upload the code <laughs> it, it, uh, like wirelessly through it. it it's nuts. Uh, it's like an Ocean's Eleven E3 heist that just did not happen. But uh, it, but but it's a really fun story. I'll, I'll have to dig it up and share it. Wait, so they didn't succeed though, right? They didn't end up succeeding, but like the okay, story okay. behind it all is like very good. I feel like if I if they succeeded, I feel like I should have heard about it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We have two stories that technically wouldn't make the podcast, but I'm excited for these two. So we'll get into it. Uh, Netflix announces Scott Pilgrim anime starring Michael Sarah and the full movie cast. Uh, a casting announcement trailer released on YouTube finally confirmed the long rumored series alongside a familiar background and sound and a ton of familiar names popped up on screen. This this is awesome first off they could have said hey netflix uh announces scott pilgrim anime uh, i'm in like let's go you know uh but the fact that it's the entire original movie cast as the voice actors is is incredible like especially now because every single one of them is like such a massive. big actor yeah, yeah. right yeah. brie larson's uh chris evans aubrey plaza like how anna like, kendrick like all, yeah. all oh of these gosh. people are huge now and it's 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 an, it's awesome i am i am super super uh excited about this and uh and i can't wait i, I think one of my favorite things yeah. about scott pilgrim is uh, like the books uh, like the movie captures like the feeling of the books really well but it is kind of its own thing at a certain point because like sure. i don't think like the final book had released at by the time they had filmed the movie but like if you read yeah, the they, books they have the books, different uh, the books are fantastic yeah they have uh, different endings don't they kind of i, I believe so the story is also vastly different at certain sure, sure, points sure. um yeah. but it's like overall it's still like the heart of it's still all there so it's like if they're do- if they're following the books in an anime format oh man i, I am so on board <laughs> yeah it's and the way edgar wright shot the movie it's so easy to see it in an anime mm-hmm. you know? 100 like, oh my god yep like as you're watching it, you're like, "Oh my god, I wish this was animated." Even yeah. though it's awesome in the way it is, like I just can't wait. It's just gonna be awesome. I forgot what the Japanese studio was. They got to do this. Oh, they already announced that. They did announce that, and the work behind it, like I saw some, yeah, Science Saru, uh, was okay. it? And I I seen some of their other stuff, and it looks fantastic it looks really neat so i'm really excited to see what this ends up looking like all right another thing i'm excited to see how it ends up is hbo max is in talks for a harry potter series 
Uh, the potential multi-season series would be based on the storyline of J.K. Rowling's original seven books and take place in the same universe. The best part about this is the idea that uh, sources familiar with the project previously told Bloomberg that the potential multi-season series would be based directly on J.K. Rowling's original seven books. Each book, starting with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and ending with Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, would get its own season of the show per the outlet. I think that's awesome and 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 genius and i listen i'm fine with them retelling that story especially if they do it as a season and have more time to flesh out those books because yeah. i am very much one of those like <laughs> the books are better uh when it comes to this series type person and so i yeah, think you could get 24 episodes a book easy they don't do 24 episodes i think, I think hbo max does like they do 10. 10 yeah yeah you're gonna get ten. You're gonna get ten, I, and you're I, gonna like it. And ten gonna, hours. Ten hours is still more than two hours, right? They're, so. they're gonna either extend like four season four and onwards, or or not. But like, I think the hardest thing, the hardest thing that you could, for sixteen for them to pull off, uh, I think, especially nowadays, is finding an entire cast that does not stir controversy over the course of the decade that it will take to make this. Because think about it, like you had these kids that grew up as child actors and they all turned out like pretty good people. And like, yeah, where do you get yeah. that from child actors? Like, well, nobody... I mean, so, so far, the worst thing to come out of Stranger Things is the one dude likes Coke. Like, I mean, most of the Nickelodeon 90s kids are good, right? Like, no. Kel uh, Amanda and... Bynes? <laughs> I don't know anything about her. What's going on with Amanda Bynes? All right, we're not. That's a uh, okay, anyway, anyway, that, that's, that's a different podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, all the other all that the, kids the, are good. I think the the the, the work represents what, what's going on with Amanda yeah. Bynes. Um, <laughs> a four part documentary. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think I think we'd all be in on this, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I know J.K. Rowling's involved uh, in the project, which is. Socks uh, to a certain degree, but oh, get out of here! Yeah. She wrote the books. What's she gonna? What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna not have first who wrote the books? Who said? Never mind. Let me stop. <laughs> Go into all that. <laughs> yeah, you know. no, but but like here's the thing. I, as much as I love this, I feel like the movies nailed it. I would also love like maybe you do a House of Dragons. Like I would love to see something with like their parents' generation or a different generation altogether. Um, they went they went with fantastic beasts right and that was awful it got awful like i'm I'm a huge potterhead and i still have not seen that last movie because that second one was so bad yeah Yeah, the last one was like it was it led up to something and then it just didn't pay you off that's kind of it's just kind of disappointing i i think the first and second one are so bad i haven't watched the third all right i thought the first one was good the second one was was the first one was fun First one was when he yeah. when he go into the case and then he saw like the whole. Oh, that, I love that. It was worth it just for that scene. For me. Yeah, I. Uh, but I am excited for this, especially as somebody who uh, stopped watching the movies after a certain point. Mm. Uh, I, I just love the fact that like wait, I'm rereading the books with my niece right now, mm-hmm. and there's so much it's in the books that's not in the movies. It'd be great to see. You didn't watch all the movies, Rob. I stopped enjoying them after like the fifth one wait so you saw goblet of fire i loved uh, goblet of fire onwards i thought 
well, it's how do you see Goblet of Fire and then stop? I'm trying to wait. Hold up. Goblet of Fire is like amazing. Every, every, every time the Tri Wizard Tournament, like they, they get back to the Tri Wizard Tournament and the music stops and you hear Cedric's dad, it's just like, it's like knives. It's knives to the heart. Oh my God. Rob, you are heartless. Little, <laughs> that was, listen, those, that I, again, and this is the one thing where I'm just like, the the books are just so much better. They are, they are. But that, you cannot that would, do that would, in a three would, hour movie. I understand that, but I also I don't I just don't. I think they're it's, fine. I think the movies are fine. I think you should at least. I think you should finish them. Um, right. uh, those last. I, mean, I really enjoyed like the last two, the uh, Deathly Hollows Part One and Two. I yeah. thought they did a fairly really good job with those. I mean, it's like they said in that uh, show, uh, The Offer, when they were like doing a show of the godfather it was like movies are abbreviations and so you know when you're abbreviating a book that you love so much it's it's gonna be a little it's gonna leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth just kind of has to so i understand yeah i mean and it's not like i'm not saying that the movies are necessarily bad they just like at that at that point maybe i'll go back and watch them but at that point i was just like i'm i'm good i don't need to go and I, I can't wait anymore. for Rob, Rob's critique of uh, the One Piece live action. He's like, they did 20 episodes in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's no way that ends up being good. All right, uh, let's move on to actual gaming news. Uh, Bilal had foreshadowed this earlier. <sighs> Pokemon Go is changing how remote raid passes work and raising prices. Bilal, you want to take this one? Yeah, uh, so the pandemic was the best thing that happened to Pokemon Go. Because Niantic realized that their social game where people go out into parks, meet up with folks, uh, just can't work where the entire world is is shut down. So they did a few things. They expanded the range of like your characters interacting with uh, stops and gyms. So like you could be like much further away from something to be able to interact with it. Uh, They changed how spawning worked, how incense worked. And so slowly as the world returned to normal, um, Niantic decided like hey we're gonna start rolling back some of these changes some of them they kept uh the one of the best things they introduced was remote raid passes in order to do a uh, raid before you had to go to a gym where a raid was happening and everyone needed to be in that vicinity and then join it uh join that lobby uh at that time with remote raid passes as long as you could see the gym on your map uh you could uh attend that raid and then invite up to five friends uh to join and so for a lot of folks, this was fantastic because especially if you're in a rural community, um, it made it difficult because uh, you don't have a lot of stops, you don't have a lot of gyms, so like you really didn't have much to interact with in this game. Um, and so it's like, yes, you're, you're paying to get these uh, passes uh, or you can earn them through the gym very slowly, uh, like 50 coins per day. Um, but... Uh, and it was great. Like I, I think there's more people interacting with this game, creating alternate accounts and uh, whatnot. But now Niantic has come out and said they're changing the price and like the restrictions around remote raids because they're not happy with how people are playing the game. <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. we want people to go back out and play. And people are like, every single person I've talked to and, and on the forums, people are like, I don't want to go out. Like, uh, you want me to drop everything to go to a gym with, and coordinate with five other people? And they're like, at the end of my work day, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, and so... The price of a single uh, remote raid pass will increase to 195 poker coins up from 100, so nearly double its original price. And the price of the a remote raid pass uh, three pack bundle will increase to 525 up from 300 Pokemon coins. Um, 
and players they say players will also be able to earn a remote raid pass from a research breakthrough which is like completing seven quests a week um but they're uh, but if you already have the maximum amount of remote raid passes then it just turns into a regular raid pass um they're also limiting the number of rate of remote raid uh, players can uh participate in per day into five so if you're having like a raid day like um where a lot of folks go out and spend hours raiding now you can only do it five of them remotely uh and so people are people are just really pissed about this uh to the fact like people are just straight up quitting the game and even uh, myself i was like yeah i don't see a purpose for this anymore because the only way they really release new pokemon nowadays are through raids or they'll just do like Mm -hmm. a community day or Mm -hmm. they'll be like here's one new pokemon and the the game's content drip is abysmal uh and so i was just getting frustrated with it over time and as soon as marvel snap came out like i barely opened it up to the point where even my wife was like you don't play pokemon go anymore i was like there's nothing to play um unless you want to grind it out uh and so there's been yeah there's been giant uh backlash on this it's just niantic for like the 10th time not listening to what the community wants Mm -hmm. out of this game and just kind of trying to force their ideals and yeah it i think it's gonna blow up in their face you know who has listened to what the community wants sega Sega announced <laughs> on April 1st a uh, Sonic's Dead and Sega's new game, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Solve Sonic's murder in a free adventure game on Steam. I love, right, when companies do this kind of stuff around April 1st, right? Going, not just doing some dumb prank video or something like that, but releasing like just an absurd, silly uh, product like this. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, a, a brand new official and free murder mystery game that's available on Steam. Um, I didn't get a chance to try this out. I'm hoping to try this out before the next podcast. I've heard uh, it's better than it has any right to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I mean, this is, like I said, I think the, the best part about this story is that I love when uh, studios can kind of poke fun at themselves a little bit and not take themselves too serious with these, with these properties. And I think it does a, a ton to just garner like goodwill amongst the fan base, right? Yeah. And the community. All right. Moving on. Next bit of news. Arc two delayed to end of twenty twenty four, but there's a remaster of the original arc coming. I don't care about arc. Are we really gonna do this story? Um, I think the really annoying thing about this is I, I if agree. you own if you own the original arc, you have to pay for the remaster. Yes. So the the yeah. actual news out of this isn't so much the delay or even that this remaster is coming out. It's that this uh Next generation remaster of Ark does not have a free upgrade path for current owners of uh, of Ark, and so um, they do mention that like final save data is from Ark Survival Evolved. Uh, their virtual servers will be uploaded for players to rehost on their own servers or play in single player, non dedicated, as well as slightly earlier snapshots. Uh, you will still be able to play on single player, non dedicated, player dedicated, and unofficial servers. Arc Survival Ascended will have its own fully supported official network for all platforms. Now, the, the big issue is that the developer previously teased a complete free upgrade and remaster of Arc Survival Evolved in Unreal Engine 5. And so for them to now kind of say, like, no, not only is it not free, but there's no, like, upgrade uh, path, you just have to buy the product outright again is, is awful. Yeah. Um, um, one quick question for you, Rob. Yeah. Um, you don't care about Arc 2 
which means you don't care about Vin Diesel, which means you don't care about family. Uh, yes, facts. All of the above. <laughs> okay, just just want to get that on record. Uh, anyway, next bit of news. Catan uh, creator, board game pioneer, Klaus Tuber, dead at 70. Um, what a legend. Yeah, not much to say uh, uh, about this. Who's a dentist? This, this, did this you know passing. that? I did not know this. What I do know is that Catan is straight up the... First off, Settlers of Catan. It's now been shortened to just Catan. You like my book still says Settlers of Catan. My book, my yeah. copy of the game still says Settlers of Catan, and you just can't find a box print like that anymore. Uh, uh, that tangent aside, Catan is like the gateway drug to this hobby, right? Yep. Uh, it's what people play after they've evolved from like Monopoly. your in Monopoly, right? From that genre of, of board games, Catan is like the the stepping stone to to the more. Um, uh, craft level right hobby level hobby grade uh board games and stuff like that and so uh i i mean that is absolutely the game that kind of got me into the hobby as much as i am yeah no uh, same here it's honestly you could see the board games behind me there's a giant tower of them and it all started with Catan. yeah uh, never played it uh we gotta oh figure God. we gotta you know one of these days one of these days when Bilal was in town kevin you mm-hmm. Bilal. Come over to my house. We'll we'll play some Catan. We'll play some other board games, and, and we'll just have a, a day about it. All right, moving on. Uh, Blizzard breaks down Diablo 4's end game activities. Uh, so here's what's in store. There are world tiers. Upon completing the campaign, players will get access to a special capstone dungeon. Completing that dungeon will unlock the first world tier, which will in turn unlock a new level of difficulty, but also grant access to powerful new loot and other advantages for your character. If you want Diablo 4 to be much much harder. This is for you. There's the Paragon system. Beyond the base skill tree, players can further customize their characters using the Paragon system. The Paragon board will offer a lot more depth, a lot more customization. They did Paragon in, in Diablo 3. Is that the system they used? I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be Nightmare Dungeons. Players can return to dungeons they've already played through and modify them with a sigil. These sigil will alter the playstyle and intensity of a dungeon. Nightmare Dungeons are more difficult, have additional objectives, and will feature modifiers called affixes. This kind of reminds me of like the Halo Skulls, right? Yeah. You can go back, play through the campaign, but with different modifications on it and stuff like that. There's a the division. Yeah. Endgame exploration. Uh, the overworld of Diablo 4 will also be modified to include targeted activities in areas called Helltides. Monsters become harder, and new environmental effects like meteors falling from the sky will pester players as they try to slay the forces of hell. There's the Fields of Hatred, which is part of the parts of the world of Sanctuary are poisoned by Lilith's presence. And then uh, launch day is just beginning that uh, they say that Diablo 4 will receive a living, breathing set of updates for players to engage with after the game has gone live. Uh, Kevin, this, all this stuff sounds right up your alley, right? I know. Just, I was going to have game content this. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've never played uh, Diablo before, but it sounds ooh. exactly uh, like The Division 2. But better. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Deeper, I'm sure, because it's Diablo. I mean, yeah. Uh, and there's dungeons. Besides that, yeah, that sounds very familiar. Sounds cool. Um, I'm I, everything I hear about this game. I'm more and more excited. And now that we're uh, maybe getting much much closer to the Activision acquisition acquisition happening on Microsoft's part, like hmm, if they could just close this before <laughs> Diablo it, Four comes it, out, it's not gonna happen. And just they're throw gonna, it on Game Pass. They're not gonna put it on Game Pass till like Christmas if this deal closes. 
like in the next month or two. Mm. That's fine. Still, nevertheless. Uh, next bit of news. Cyberpunk 2077 Revival just made CD Projekt Red a ton of money. Well, uh, you you think shipping a fully complete game without bugs uh, <laughs> would would be the first path most so, teams would take. They revealed their full 2022 earnings report and they showed a total revenue for Cyberpunk 2077 actually grow 18% year over year. Usually that number keeps going down after release, but the unusual turnaround ended up helping make 2022 the company's second best year on record when it came to sales revenue. Um, This article from Kotaku points out that besides the fact that they finally released like a next-gen upgrade for this, I do have to believe that a huge contributing factor is that uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, that Netflix anime, came out and was awesome. I mean, it literally had me go back to Cyberpunk and actually uh, start playing it and stuff like that. Have you, have you finished it? No, no. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, once I realized the kind of time sink that game was going to be, uh, I had to move on to other games. But I do want to go not back. That bad. Um, what's not that bad? Like forty hours? Sense. Can I beat it? In, can I, I think beat it, in it 40? took me less than forty. Okay. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah, they, uh, they also point out that the Netflix was display, uh, effect was done display with The Witcher Three as well, and it showed that after that, uh, the Netflix version debuted, uh, that the sales for that game went up as well, and so, I mean, when you do this like uh, cross genre, cross platform. Not even marketing, but like when you when you take these IPs and pit them into you know different genres, different synergies, uh, yeah. Then and you do it well. Like I'm excited to see what the numbers are like for the Last of Us Part One remake uh, after so, this HBO series. So wait, catch me up. They said yes. that September their numbers skyrocketed. Well, they were doing what now? So there was there was the next gen update that finally came out for it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then also Netflix released Cyberpunk Edge Runners that Netflix that anime, right? And uh, it was around that same time, and so that anime was highly watched, highly reviewed, and so I think that is part of the reason that people went and and sought out Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. And when you it's, say a next gen upgrade, you mean like it just came out for next gen or yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so it wasn't out for next gen. Oh, well, so I think I think it was it was out, but they had this like huge patch that had uh some like graphical updates and stuff like that. It was like okay. yeah, it was like a PS4 Xbox One. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was a port and now it's a proper Yeah, like yeah. with ray tracing and like better frame rate right. um yep. all the fun uh all the fun, beautiful stuff. Okay. Oh, that's cool. All right. Moving on. Marvel's Avengers game unlocks nearly everything for free. Um, with the game set to uh, sunset, they have uh, come out and basically just made everything uh, available. Let's see. Friday marked. So uh, the game's going to, the server's going to be shut down on September 30th. And the last update has already released. Uh, at the time, developer Crystal Dynamics announced that all cosmetics will be ama- made available to all players from for free uh, once the game's final update rolls around. And that final update had has already happened this last Friday. 
Yeah, played it. Uh, played it with those Avengers Endgame skins. Oh, mm-hmm. So nice. Uh, so yeah. Wild. Again, this is one of those games that like a part of me had just wishes that they had just stuck to a model of it being a single player game that had like story episodes as DLC that you could download and play three to four hour campaigns. Because honestly, the best thing to come from the game post launch was that most of the new characters they released got their own story content and chapters. Um, Spider-Man didn't, but they just did them dirty across the board. (laughs) All right, moving on. Xbox launches partially recycled remix controller for Earth Day. Uh, There's a new two-tone green Xbox wireless controller launching in time for Earth Day, which is April 22nd. It's made from recycled plastics. um, Recovered plastics with one-third of it made from regrind and reclaimed materials. This controller, besides the fact that it is uh, made using post-consumer recycled resins are incorporated from reclaimed materials like automotive headlight covers, plastic water jugs, and CDs. It's also a, a nice-looking controller. It like, is a nice-looking controller. I, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of the color green, and uh, this is... this is Rate, rate this out of 10 for me. For me, this is, a, yeah. this is, an, this is an 8. I think it would be higher if, if I think the, the blue tone on the, on the back kind of clashes with the front. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But I think this is a solid eight. I, well, I, what you got? I think it's a ten eight. I think I really like the the light green bumper and the D pad that goes with, against the darker green there. I didn't even notice okay. the I didn't even notice the blue uh, until Rob just mentioned it. <laughs> right. Well, because what pops right. out at you is the front. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you scroll down to the next image, then like yeah, the blue comes out a little bit yep. more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm um. Yeah, I'm stuck at like a six. I'm not gonna tell you what this green reminds me of, but I'll tell you off stream. Uh, okay, yeah. is, it, is it the Eagles losing the Super Bowl? Okay, it's not even no, our. It's no, not even. It's not even our shade of green. I don't want to hear it. Uh, no, this is also uh, cool. I listen. I'm also. I'm kind of a sucker, right, for uh, products that use recycled materials. Even though I, I know, even though I know it doesn't make like a massive difference, I think that any any difference is 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 positive. And so, like, I go out of my way. Adidas releases has released like Ocean Blue and I think Ocean Green and something like that line of sneakers, where they've uh, used uh, recycled plastics from the ocean in the sneakers themselves. And so, I'm kind of just yeah, I'm kind of just a sucker for that. If I had any need for another controller, this would be a no-brainer for me. Um, that being said, I probably will still end up borrowing it. Yeah, I always put these stories in there just to tempt you. Yeah. I also I've also heard um that ninety percent of the recycled plastic used for from these controllers or for these controllers come from the uh Elite Series One bumpers when they broke oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh you know what's funny? It's not the bumpers itself, it's it's the part inside, inside that yeah. like yeah. Anyway. Uh moving on. God of War Ragnarok's new game plus mode is here with a bunch of new content. Okay, Sony Santa Monica, I just need you to stop. I will beat this game eventually. <laughs> I'll get there. I promise. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, Laos, so, received a new update on Wednesday that allows players to experience the story again with additional features, adds new equipment, a higher level clap, and new enhancements to beef up your armor. Uh, to access the new content, you would need to complete the base game. Once finished, you can start a new game plus save with additional features accessible from the start. Equipment, weapons, and skills will carry over from your last save as well. So you get to use all your fancy tricks from the beginning. Now, I went, this reminds me. One of the best things that Dead Space Remake does is that it also has a new game plus 
And I love when a game has a new game plus and they say, by the way, not only are you going to keep all of your stuff at the level it's at, but here's a bunch of upgrade materials uh, that you can use to immediately go in there and pump them up even further, you know? And uh, it makes me like seriously contemplate going through and playing it again. Just max uh, out that plasma cutter and <laughs> I already I, I mean I already did in, in my first playthrough. That's like the go to. Um Yeah, no, this is cool. I, I do think that I continue to be baffled about new game plus updates that come out well after the game's release. Assassin's uh, Creed is yeah. one of them. But better late than never. And so yeah. uh, I will this is this is I think after I beat Resident Evil, we have a little bit of time before the next big game that I'm excited for, which I think is Redfall. Um, and There's so, something this month. Yeah. Uh, there is something this month at the end of the month. And I will tell you... On I, I will tell you in two seconds as I bring up my Gamefly account, which I continue... I'm uh, a, Star I'm Wars Jedi Survivor. That's yes. actually the next one on the 28th. Yep. That that is the game I am next excited for. A part of me wants to finally beat Forbidden West, so I can just roll right into that DLC. I, I, I will get to that when I get to that. Yeah. Um, Where is April twenty eighth? What day of the week is that? That's a Friday. Will you guys have it beaten by the next Wednesday? Uh, Jedi. Yeah, probably. That is very the original much. Original Star Championship is the next day. So so <laughs> so no, I will not. Okay. I will. I will try if I can no. get like, my hands early on that game in the city. No. I will definitely give it a go. Uh, yeah. I. I mean, I'm gonna try and beat it by the next Wednesday. Yeah. All right. And then our last bit of news: Sony's next gaming handheld may not be the Vita 2 fans want. New report details Sony's odd plans for a possible Q Light Remote Play gaming handheld. And so. Basically, what this story is, is that Insider Gaming's Tom Henderson reports that this new device is codenamed the Q-Lite and won't work offline or like a traditional or like a traditional cloud gaming handheld. Instead, it will seemingly work exclusively with your existing PS5 to stream games remotely at up to 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second. Early prototypes show the console will look a lot like a PlayStation 5 controller, but with a massive 8-inch LCD touchscreen in the center. And the device sports adaptive triggers for haptic feedback and will include what you would come to expect from a handheld volume buttons, speakers, and audio input jack, etc. Now, we're seeing a bunch of... Now, obviously, this one is even more stripped down, but we're seeing a bunch of these, like, uh, handhelds that were coming out for... I mean, we've got, obviously, the Steam Deck, which is a completely different beast on its own. We've got that... Uh, what's it? The G Cloud, right? Which was yeah, the... Logitech. Yeah, which was the cloud streaming, and, and it does remote play. And have, uh, James did a review of over at theworkprint.com. Check it out. Uh, Razer released their own. I uh, can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But they released their own, which is also a cloud streaming. It's also being built as like a uh, a dedicated mobile games like uh, player as well. And they say that, you know, they're trying to say that that's where that really shines. So you're talking things like uh, Call of Duty Mobile. Razer Edge. Yes, Razer yeah. Edge. Yep. And then... Asus just announced a what's essentially a Steam Deck competitor. How creative! And um, so we're seeing oh, yeah. we're seeing a lot in the like handheld field. I think that this is a weird value prop, right? Um, especially if it really does come out and is only meant for remote play. 
I I just don't know. I first off, I can't imagine what the price point would be for something like this, and I just don't know who this actually targets. Like, how like, big is the player base out there that is like, yeah, I just want to be able to remote play my PlayStation. It, it can't be more than two hundred dollars. And here's the thing: if you already have a Steam Deck, you can do this with the Steam Deck. I mean, if you already uh, have, you can do it with your phone, right? Exactly. The, That's the what devices. I'm saying. And yes. so it, it just it feels like a weird product in this space. And if they I mean, could somehow get it to work flawlessly, like for, I don't know what tech they would use to make the streaming in uh, even in your house, let's say just in your house, work flawlessly, then cool. But without it, I don't know. It's it it I mean, really has to work. I mean, the thing you're gonna get over the Steam Deck or your phone is the controller and the haptic feedback and the way it feels, right? Cause sure. Is coming from Sony, but I think this is targeted at like those people who are not like all up into what's going on, what's the latest tech, like us. Like they don't even know what a Steam Deck is. All they know is, well, what is? Uh, they go into Walmart or Best Buy and they ask the dude behind the counter, like, what goes with the PlayStation, and he says this thing. <laughs> and he's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. I'll get it. Yeah. But I also think that they're just gonna, just going to run into the same problem they're running into with with PSVR two, where sales numbers are just incredibly low for what their initial forecasts were. Well, I think this is also a lower risk play, right? Like it's going to cost them less to make, sure, less on game investment and all that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if this like comes out and and finds a space. I just I I don't believe. That things like the G Cloud or the Razor's Edge are are doing much right now, especially when you consider that a Steam Deck is not that much more money, right? Yeah. And uh, say with you will, I do agree with your point. Where like, yeah, nobody's walking into a Walmart buying a Steam Deck, right? Yeah. 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 Um, that I understand hundred percent. But like, kids, especially like the younger generations and you're talking like you know tj's age to like so we'll say like 10 to 16 17 or whatever right uh while they might not be as deep and involved in the game space as we are they they would have heard enough right through online marketing and stuff like that to know what a steam deck is versus whatever this Q light ends up being and stuff like that. And so I, I just can't imagine many of them pushing for something like this and having their parents go out and pick this up over the holidays. Um, I mean, I could be wrong and we'll, we'll see, but I just, it would, I'll agree. Totally it would, agree. No, it would yeah. absolutely have to run flawlessly as something like I'm laying in bed. I have this $150 device, right? Double the cost of a controller at a uh, at a slightly bigger form factor, um, then maybe we're talking about something, right? There's uh, one thing that could make this thing amazing, and mm-hmm. that's if it had its own hotspot, right? If it had, if it was connected, no matter where you went to your P, to your PlayStation, and you could just play on the go. That so, would be a thing. So the Vita did have a cellular model. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I, but okay, well then. But I think I think at that point, why don't you just pit? They have a cloud streaming service. Why not just pit yeah. their cloud streaming service on it as well? Why limit it to just remote play? And so, I mean, yeah, You're gonna care about right. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, I think that wraps up our news for this week and wraps up this week's podcast. 
Wow, we uh, have so much time to do something afterwards woo. tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Uh, and actually, Monica's feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm glad that this one was a little bit of a quicker one. Um, Bilal, why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site. Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion and uh, streaming on Twitch uh, over at The Workprint. Uh, for the website, www.theworkprint.com. Uh, where you can find the latest in comic book, TV, film, news, and gaming at times. Uh, we got reviews of Yellow Jacket, the final season of Star Trek Picard, um, Magnum PI, and Quantum Leap uh, going up on week pretty much a weekly basis. Um, Christian just did a review of Hunt Club, uh, and, and <laughs> uh, which best described as a movie he absolutely hated. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, and Mandalorian as well. We got reviews up for that, uh, so be sure to go check that out over at the site and follow us on socials over at the um, look look for the work print on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. I think that's all of them. <laughs> just Google it. Yeah, yeah just, just Google, Google it. The work, the work print. print. It'll pop up. But we I, don't carry work prints, work print reels of films. Just. So I, stop asking. <laughs> I told somebody asked me as we were playing through the tournament. I was, you know, going to the rooms and asking all the players, like, "Hey, do you mind if I stream? Do you mind if I stream?" And the one of them, uh, and again, this is where like I told you the vibes start, start off bad from the beginning. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "Yeah, what's the channel?" And I'm like, telling him, and with an attitude, he's like, "The work print? Like, what? What's what's a work print?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like you know." And then I went into it. And so I think I was I think that I was just on tilt from the beginning of that yeah that that thing. Um, Did you beat that guy? No, that's the one where like I beat him ah. first round easily. Second round he he beat me. I didn't oh, draw the anything. And then judge yeah, thing? the judge thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I think I just wasn't in the right headspace uh, from the get go. I wanted to kill that guy. I it, it is what it is. You know, I yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you my true feelings later. Okay. Uh, that being said, um, uh, Kevin, yeah, what about you? Where can people follow you? You can, you can follow me at Shock2K5 on all socials. You can also find me at any My Hero event across the country. <laughs> any just, and every. Just look for me. Just look yeah. for me. I'll be there. Um, but yeah, at Shock2K5. And you can find me at the My Hero Meta YouTube channel, which when they announce the Ojiro ban, I'll be making a video for it. <laughs> Promise. Um, can, you, uh, can you bring Rob on and just shame him every time? Uh, like you go through like one of the like, cards that's banned. We have like an interview afterwards. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? I honestly fine. I'll find another player. Like I, I'll find another character. I'm not like you know. I'm not. I'm not ride or die. I gotta play Ojiro, right? Like, yeah. There are plenty of uh, good characters that I think are fun, and that's the thing. One of the reasons I like Ojiro because I think that restriction of having to have the three different zones is fun and i think the best feeling is looking at your hand and seeing those three zones uh and being like all right let, let's go um so, so rob rob just uh just for my peace mm -hmm. of mind say he doesn't get banned none of his cards get banned mm -hmm. um and you get a spot you go to nationals and you win you get first place do you get mm -hmm. an ochiro tattoo no <laughs> i you know what happens i i get i get first place right i get a spot i get first place the first thing i'm doing is saying ban ochiro <laughs> Because no reason I yeah. should have this. There's no reason I should have this. I am so new to this game. Ban Ojiro. Um, <laughs> That's but, how I feel about Whitebeard in One Piece right now. Yeah. Uh, 
It's too easy to win. It's like, why am I, why play this when there's no challenge? Mm, um, but yeah, and then as for me, you can find me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across all social media. You can also catch me streaming on this channel at twitch.tv slash the workprint. Uh, I'm trying to stream uh, more My Hero content, uh, whether it is things like regionals or if it's just us playtesting and uh or messing around with new decks and stuff like that on tts um so yeah come out watch if you have any interest in learning how to play or want to get some matches in with us as well like we'll we'll be here we're always down uh thank you guys so much uh for hopping on and taking time out of your busy busy days always always blessed uh next time we'll have more yeah <laughs> thank you guys but this time we had <laughs> Get quality over quantity. Yeah, <laughs> that's what exactly. I say. Yeah. Um, thank you, anybody who's listening to this after the fact. The people who came in and watched as we were doing this live and chatted in the chat. Uh, sorry, I was so focused on <laughs> the camera in this direction. I didn't see you guys pop in and, and, and start talking in the chat. So thank you guys so much. I always say that the best way to support us, you know, besides a Twitch subscription, is to just let people know about the channel and help us build this community out and until next time bye bye let them know <laughs>